Hanson, Scotty, 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. Time to hear from the great Craig Bowler, Jack. Bowler joins us now. Bowler, how are you? Hey, Bowler. Scotty. And how are you? Yeah, better now. Well, got got myself in a little bit of a bind. We we uh, I, I started talking weather, and Kevin Eubank called in and gave Ooh. me a, gave me a tongue lashing, and I I kind of deserved it. But I, man, I'm just so consumed by our state's moisture that I can't get away from these climate updates. It's it's crazy, Bowler. Well, what is it they call it the? Um... Oh, what is it? Uh, the uh, stream or the uh, yeah, you know, uh, the atmospheric river. What, what you say it all the time? Atmospheric, Scott. atmospheric I, river. Yes, yes. What were the terms you say? Uh, I I don't remember that. Something bomb cyclone. Bomb cyclone. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 <laughs> I love these Kevin, meteorologists, man. Kevin, they I think they sit around oh. like, what kind of crazy thing can we come up with? Atmospheric yeah, river. Yeah. Yeah. They've got a they've got their own dictionary. Yeah. Um, yeah, I love Kev. You know, I've been around a long time, and he let me wear his white jacket one time, which you know really put me over the top. But that's uh, that was a that was a crazy thing. And they came in and got mad and took it off me. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, we Hans found out you don't want to you don't want to get on the wrong side of Kevin Eubank. No, no, no. I mean, you know, it's uh, it's a profession. But look, you know, it's always like, why why did it snow last night, Kev? Well, you know, it was the uh, the. the, the <laughs> The lake effect. Okay. Uh, okay. Hey, if if, I, I if, if Kevin Eubank, if he's got any chops, he'll let me come in and do fat guy in a little coat in his white suit during one of I his. I think it ought to happen, man. I think it ought to happen. Oh, that'd be awesome. You know? That yeah. would be awesome. Put on and the then, white coat. And just flex and just tear that thing in half like your Hulk Hogan. Flex. Just... Yeah. Hey, flex Kevin. It, and that back, that back just rips right open. Yep. Yeah. Fat guy in a little coat. <laughs> fat guy in a little coat. And just tear his white coat. Uh, Bowler. All star break finally in the rearview mirror. Um, yeah, how have last few days been for you to kind of uh, re- good. reintroduce yourself to Sharon and the family? Yes, uh, who am I? Thank you. Saying you know, I, I know my bed. Um, you know, it was needed for everybody. I think the mental part. I feel you know, I feel a little more mentally um, refreshed. I think's the good word. Twenty six to play. Uh, you know, let's see what you know. Will and Justin and Danny are going to try to accomplish two and a half games out of a play-in. I know Danny said at the end, beginning of the season, look, a playoff spot would be a nice, uh, another, you know, uh, level to climb into. If it doesn't happen, then so be it. Uh, there's no preconceived outcome of this season, which I thought was important for Justin to talk about. You know, just go play. And I think they just want to see how each of these players respond uh, over this last seven weeks, uh, it's the fourth most difficult finishing schedule in the league, especially after about March 9th. We're talking about that as shoot around this morning. The next seven games, there's winnable games. So you could help yourself build some confidence before you jump into the frying pan, so to speak. But yeah, the Jazz will be tested. I mean, what else is new in this league? And I think you want to see what Taylor Hendricks is. Uh, you should get a pretty good taste of his skill set after 26 games, he's final 26. We kind of get to know, we know what Keontae is. And also can Walker continue to grow, get stronger, a little, you know, maybe develop a, a little bit more of a rebounding. Let's grab with, grab it with, you know, with gusto attitude and, you know, Chris Dunn and Colin Sexton, how's the backcourt uh, and the backup with Dunn now coming off the bench. So there's a lot of questions and I hope uh, the fan base continues to be, 
dialed in. A lot of draft picks. I think they'll be busy guys in the off season. Don't I mean it only only sounds with you know a bucket full of first round picks. I think fourteen, fifteen at last count, and very active in free agency and at least money I should say available. So it's it's going to be interesting to see the next in the off season plus what what they want to see in the next twenty six games. So I go through waves of concern on different areas for the Utah Jazz, and right now my full concern is Larry Markkinen, his happiness and his uh-huh. willingness to resign and be with the Utah Jazz long term. And I'm looking at Golden State and the Lakers. I think they're both desperate with their payouts and some of their aging veterans that they are going to push and force to make the postseason. So I'm not expecting Utah at this point after selling at the trade deadline to make it. So my question to Scotty was, how long can the Utah Jazz keep Larry Markinen happy at this pace before Bowler, it's almost like their hand is, is forced because they're going to, it's going to be max. It's going to be a lot of money at some point. He's not going to be making less than John Collins and Colin Sexton. It's, yeah. it, it's going to get expensive, but how long can they keep him happy? Are, are you seeing any signs of Larry Markinen feeling like, I, this isn't what I signed up for. I don't sense that yet. I think this off season will be critical hands. It's a great question because he is right now, uh, you know, an all-star of a year ago. I thought he should have been there this year, but just missed out and most improved a year ago. Uh, but that's a great question. Keeping high level players uh, who are reaching that star status uh, you know, on a consistent basis, by the way, and are, is he in the loop? I say yes. I, I, I don't think he could not be in what is going on and what the plan is. Uh, the plan is obviously Justin and Danny's and probably marketing and, and Will Hardy all in on that conversation of next steps. But you bring up a great question. Uh, we see players who get disgruntled and say it's time to move on. Uh, the plan isn't what they thought, but I think the plan is in place. I think Markkinen is most likely, I can't say for sure, but I'm guessing with his status on this team and his importance hands that he has to be in the loop to understand. Now, are all players motivated by money? Yeah, it's it's good to be paid. It's It kind of tells the rest of the league who you are and the status that you bring. So the Jazz cleared out some cat space with expiring contracts and Kelly Olenek, obviously, uh, and that gives them room to work. And I think that's probably the most important thing that marketing sees. Um, what they do is, is, is just a wait and see game. But uh, I, I think, again, I go back to what Ryan wanted to do early when he took um, the stewardship from the Millers ownership stewardship is look, let's, let's make this happen sooner than later. I don't think this is a, this is more of a fast track approach than it is slow. And they have to see hands who they have. Is the ninth pick, Taylor Hendricks, really what they thought or hope he can be? I think we got a really good feel of what Keontae can be. He's coming off 33 and had a nine three-point performance against Golden State just before the All-Star break. And is he breaking out into what they thought he would be? And I think the, the answer is yes. But still, work to be done. And that's what intrigues me the most. Is Sinzabal going to get a look? I don't know. Uh, but I, I think those questions are going to be slowly answered game by game starting tonight uh, against Charlotte, who, by the way, rebuilt rebuilt their team in a pretty quick hurry, moving uh, Hayward and P.J. Washington uh, just before the trade deadline. So this is going to be a totally different Charlotte team than we saw a couple of months ago uh, or even a month ago. And then you get San Antonio, 
Sunday, and then you go on to Atlanta, Orlando, and Miami. So I think, yeah, we're going to get a feel for what direction they're going. And also, check the body language hands. You know this, and Scotty, I mean, you can see uh, in defeats, winning's easy, and, and you're always feeling good. But how do you work through the losses, and you can, do, you, do you continue to play uh, inspired basketball? That's all Will Hardy, I think, wants him to play defense. And can I throw this in? Trim down turnovers. That's a real big key if the Jazz want uh, some success in these final 26. How difficult has this been for Will Hardy, who is not going to complain, and he's probably not even going to say anything privately, but, you know, he had a team last year that was winning games on a pretty good clip. It got dismantled at the trade deadline. Then this year, again, you know, he's got another team he's working with, and then it gets remade a little bit, once again, maybe not as dramatically as it was last year at trade deadline. But I got to imagine, that's, you know, look, there's a – the the guy is essentially coached four different teams in about yeah. a year and a half. I mean, that's that's certainly not easy on a coach. No, no. I thought he looked tired before the All-Star break, and who wouldn't be? I mean, he's had to kind of go back after the trade deadline for those three games, four games, uh, almost like opening camp again. Uh, new faces. Uh, you lose Olenek, who you played through. He was another facilitator, by the way, so you lose him. And you lose uh, maybe a wing defender in Ochai, who they were trying to bring along on the offensive side as well. And then Fontecchio was a starter and could shoot the three and maybe was a better defender than people thought. Six, seven, you know, had a long wingspan. Um, So, yeah, I mean, you know, he's got a five-year deal. um, So I think security is okay. Oh, yeah. So he's heading heading in, Scotty, and hands into his third season uh, in about two months. You know, so that means – after if, if they make the playoffs, it'll be a, a, another step in the in the right direction. Some would say no, Bowler. Look, but this draft doesn't really give a lot of high level talent talent at least on paper or at least in hype. The last two seasons, yes. This season, not so much. So the plan, they they have draft picks. I mean, Will has to be in the loop, so he has to know what's to come. Uh, look. He's always said, look, they pay me to coach the players, Danny and Justin, give me. And I think every coach I've always talked to, that's always been a, the great direct response. But they're still in the loop of what the team is doing, going to do moving forward. Uh, you can't control all the buttons and, and uh, you know, strings. But uh, he's a young, talented guy, huge respect around the league. Uh, and the players love playing for him from everything I've seen. And I just think he's just trying to wait it out, too. He's learning as they go. And he's only going to be a better coach when the Jazz actually decide all the foundation pieces and how they continue to move forward. But is it easy on him? No. Does he get it? Yeah. I think I think working with Pop for those nine years had to kind of give him a little bit of, you know, mortar in those bones, man. I think he understands how difficult it is to win and what it takes to build a championship team because he was around it and a coach and Greg Popovich who was part of that, you know, part of the architecture, not all of it, but the players he got, man, Ginobili, Parker, Duncan, Robinson. I mean, good grief. Look at the players that came through. They're all Hall of Famers, and hopefully, you know, Will will get his turn. Before I let you go, uh, one of the reasons why we got you a little bit later on uh, in the show today is – the Jazz are honoring a lot of these former players, the early 2000 team, 
Boozer, AK, Memo, who was on with uh, Jake and Ben earlier today. Uh, Really some cool stuff. And this is is your era of uh, play-by-play for for the Jazz. Just how cool is it to see these guys back in town and how cool is this going to be to honor these guys and and those teams that, frankly, had it not been for the Lakers – and Kobe and and uh, you know Lamar Odom and and Powell and and those teams probably would have been right there for a chance to win an NBA title. Yeah, no, I was just up in Bountiful and they the Jazz had a luncheon for season ticket holders and Memo and AK. Uh, I, I was kind of like the moderator of this Q and A session. We had more fun. Uh, Money Man is is what you always think. I mean, he is just loves to be a jazz man and come back. And AK coming over from Russia, he's head of the Russian Federation of Basketball, the president. And it was so good to see them both. And I tell you, Quincy Lewis, I just have to give a shout out. Former jazz player uh, who they brought in to help re-energize um, the, gosh, man, just the foundation pieces, the alumni who have come through this franchise and to bring them back during the 50 years of jazz basketball, the celebration of, and I'm so glad that memo and, and AK and D will and Boozer will have a Q and a session tomorrow in park city uh, with those two can't wait. And they're all four will be at the game tonight. And on the, on the jazz plus side, the alt cast with big T Mike Smith's going to join me in the booth tonight. And Big T's going to host these guys watching the game and reminisce about what was and what could be. Memo said today to me and AK, they thought they could play six minutes each. So that that would equal 12 minutes of basketball. I thought it was crowd just went crazy on that, you know. So uh, they have personality. And I, I don't think you can ever go away from those pieces that made the franchise what it is today. Some want to say, well, that's in the past. No, you have to embrace the past to move forward, and I'm, I'm really glad the Jazz are doing that. And uh, we'll see all four of those uh, players on the floor tonight. Uh, Memo, AK, uh, D. Will, and Booz. Be fun. Yeah, no doubt about it. Bowler, you're the best, man. We appreciate it. Thanks for hanging out with us. But sorry for the late call. No, you're uh, all good. I appreciate Lloyd. Lloyd. Lloyd's on me like a hound, man. I love it. So, uh, Lloyd, thanks, pal. We'll talk to you guys next week. Uh, it's fun until it happens every day, and then he <laughs> yells at you. And- <laughs> Kind of gets like uh, his new nickname's the grinder. It's ooh. it's kind of starting to get around the office yeah. a little bit, like a pepper grinder. Yeah, <laughs> it's rough. He'll turn you to dust. Oh yeah, in down. a hurry. <laughs> <laughs> see you, Bowler. Have a great okay. call. See you, Bowler. Talk soon, guys. See you. There he is, the great Craig Bowler Jack, right here on ninety-seven-five, the KSL Sports Zone. We go from one legend to another. Tim Lacombe will join us next. Ninety-seven-five, the KSL Sports Zone.